Hello, and welcome to the King Heroes Journey podcast. My name is Beth Martins, and I'm here with Cal Washington. Again, feel so fortunate to have another conversation. This is how we meet friends in the uh, in the truth movement in front of everybody <laughs> for everybody's benefit. That's so good. And uh, I'm going to take a minute just to pull up the Rockfin. If anyone would like to jump on, there is the link. There's actually a bunch of people over there already. So I'm going to make that one go live since it's manual. And uh, come and say hi in the chat. If you have questions, I'll do my best to get to them. Hello, Cindy and Shannon's here. You can't wait. Counting the minutes. Samuel's yeah. here, counting the crows. Counting crows. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And uh, again, that's the Rockfin link. So I was inspired to talk to Cal. He is the creator of InPower Movement. You guys have spent five years writing notices. And just recently, is that true? Uh, probably longer than that, but yeah. Longer than that. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. So long time. A lot of work, a lot of thought, a lot of energy, not to mention all of the years and years of experience you personally went through, which I think people might be uh, familiar with. But if you don't know, Cal got taken to the, uh, you know, or they tried to take you to the cleaners. Maybe I'll let you tell a story. I'll, I, might, I might butcher it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was dragged through the through the court system for many years, uh, forced at pretty much gunpoint to show up. And um, yeah, I went through a lot and got free of it and was just living my life. And then um, my friend jo uh, Josh Del Sol asked me if I could do something about the smart meters. And I looked at it and I went, yep, I see what they're doing and we can deal with it. It's all commercial. So... Yeah, that's the, that's the short version of the story. <laughs> <laughs> the Coles notes. And you can go back into the other interviews that Cal and I have done and hear more details about that. Um, so the what I would like actually really like to start with, because I think there's still confusion about this. I did an interview with uh, Clint Richardson and Brendan Sterling, who is kind of new uh, in the field of PMAs and talking about the private. And... I'd like to start with a really basic breakdown of, of what is public and what is private. I don't think we can learn this enough because the in-power movement is not a public process. It's not the public law. And uh, frankly, even before we get into that, you and I discussed a little bit before uh, the, the interview started here about some behind the scenes things that are going on that I would like to speak to a little bit that... Um, I guess it's been two weeks since we sent our first NOLs on, on the VAX, um, the jab issue. And I, I, I'll admit, I didn't know if I was going to participate or not. I felt in support of you. I still had you on. But there was so much time that went by. We had sent our own notices. I was thinking maybe I've been there, done that. And so it wasn't until someone came forward who, who you know really well, shout out to Alan Sertonsky, who uh, named 80 respondents in Empower. If there was a medal, he'd be getting it. And, uh, <laughs> and then he popped up and said, basically, okay, I'm doing this. Who's in? And I thought, you're going to spearhead it for a change because usually I'm the one doing all the rallying. And I'm like, you're making it easy for me. I'm just going to join. As soon as I said that, I felt good. I got, I got a, an, an inner sense of confirmation that that was a, a good direction to go in. And, you know, there were different reasons. So one, one is to connect more with my local community because that's a constant ongoing 
thought that, you know, that's a benefit uh, to everybody to have a strong local community. Second of all, I love you, right? Every time I hear you speak, every time I hear you talk about your process and the spiritual roots and foundations we're going to talk about, I get edified by that. I have, I have a connection with that. And I know that the law is not just pushing around paper and you've said it a thousand times and others have said it, that it's not about having the magic document and then you're going to get your way. This is really a much deeper process that we'll go into detail about. And so I posted a little bit on my Facebook and on my private King Hero page, but I specifically did not post on my court procedure groups because I know that's just not the subject there. And, uh, you know, my people might very well have, I don't know if they would delete me <laughs> if that would happen or not, but, you know, we're in the habit of removing anything that's not totally court procedure just to keep that subject on point. And so I posted on the Facebook and the next thing, you know, I wake up one morning and there's this huge thing blowing up on a rather large group, 14,000 people. And they're making fun of me for participating in the NOL. Uh, one of them had to actually lie to say that I was posting that around the court procedure groups. I was not. And, you know, it became this sort of pack animal thing. Let's make fun of Beth. Let's shame her, take her down. As I explained to you in advance, I don't care. That stuff I can get past. I mean, I care and it, and it hurts me, but I know how to get to the other side of it. And I think at the end of the day, I wanted to get a message out across to the people, like a few, a few things. And, and Cal, please do chime in anywhere that uh, you want to jump in here. That if I'm called to this process, first of all, we're in the house of free will. or very close to it anyway. I'm the founder of the house of free will. And this is the realm of free will. God gave us that. And we can all do as we like, right? So even if, yeah, yeah, yeah go ahead. Yeah, amen. Like you can, you can do whatever you want. If, you, if people want to go into court and they get skilled at it, because it takes, it takes some, uh, it's a, there's a big learning curve there. The, you know, when you go into court, um, the, the man or woman sitting at the front went to law school then was a lawyer for many years and then moved up into court. And if you're in the higher courts, moved up through, you know, traffic court, then into provincial court and then into Supreme Court. You're dealing with somebody. It's like going in, uh, getting a pair of skates and, and trying to play in the NHL. It's not going to go that well. Like you may have a little bit of success. You may not get hurt. Um but the chance of you scoring five goals the first time you go into the NHL is really slim and none. And um, so that's what you're dealing with in court. And, and there's nothing wrong with, with those that are skilled at it. And I know quite a few people who are very skilled in court. Uh, that's where they, you know, that's what, that's their passion. That's what they do. I didn't like it. I got good at it because I had to, like I said, I was dragged in there at gunpoint, you know, with armed people handcuffed and and that that kind of thing so i was i was not a willing participant put it that way and um but i learned and but it took years i was in there a lot like two to three times a month and after after and my cases were always last and there's reasons for that and so i sat and i had to be there at nine o'clock in the morning so i had to sit there in the court all day and a lot and so i watched a lot of other cases sometimes a lot of times i just just sat in the in the lobby but 
So I watched a lot of cases. I got to know th these judges. I got to know these people not by name, some of them, but even by name. Like I was there, I was a familiar figure in the court. If I saw these people like at home shows where I worked, they would recognize me. Oh yeah, you're the, oh yeah, you're the clerk. Yeah. It was like that. I was in there so much. But for, you know, for for those that want to, uh, you know, attack something on a large scale in a in a in a in one of the higher courts, and you've never been in there, it, your chance of success is really low. And I'm not, I'm not trying to poo-poo anything or create fear, but it's just that's the facts. These people are very skilled, and they kind of are. There's a criminal element to them. So not only are you dealing with that they're skilled at what they do, they cheat. And so it's really difficult. So, you know, those that want to do an, a different process, the process that I'm, uh, you know, that, that worked for me and got me out of that situation, because I was trying to get out, not go in and, and beat them. I was trying to get away from them. And so that's what I did. And they leave me alone. I'm never invited there. And there was a, a, a doctor here who had a, had a, a case online just a week ago and he invited me to come i went on zoom they saw my name off i tried to get back in again off so it's a whole i'm at a different level where they don't want me to play in their sandbox because i'm playing in a higher sandbox and they, and they don't like it so you know people can have their opinions about what we're doing and most of them don't understand what it is they they never really looked at it they just have an opinion about it you know, same thing with the Bible. A lot of people have opinions about the Bible, never read it. And this is another one of those things. So, you know, I, I'm glad that you're, you know, that you spoke about this, Beth, you know, it's, it's, it needs to be said and I'm good, good for you for doing it. I did the same thing. <laughs> you know, there was a group that came up in Vancouver and I went, Oh, you're going to book the notary and everything. Okay. I'm, I joined their group. And, you know, we've been going. So I'm on, uh, we're about to do round three. We're supposed to do round three today, but we got, you know, snowed out. So, yeah, I'm just, a, I'm a bit ahead of you. Okay, there you go. That's awesome. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I keep my hand in the in court process lightly, uh, partly of service, because there's people that got pulled into court and they don't have the choice like you did, right? You had to do it. You, there was no sitting there, should I or shouldn't I? Whereas I have the luxury, nobody's coming after me at this stage. It would be sheerly my predator side that would go after. And, and there is one person, right? After the NOL process, I, I started thinking it through. If I could get enough support, there might be somebody I might use small claims court with, like, right, like real, you know, itty bitty little moves where it's not the court levels that you're talking about. And I might not. It, 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 this, this is my choice. That's my freedom. And to tell somebody who is a, basically a beginner, someone, you know, someone came into our groups and they're like, oh, I've studied law for three years. I'm the expert. I'm going to tell you all what's, and I'm like, really, dude, three years? And you think that you're, that you're the expert now and we're all going to listen to you? I don't think so. And that's the same with this person that I, I won't say their name. They know who they are. They could be listening here. Uh, but, you know, it, it, what, is, what is that where you need to go call people out? If I want to, even if you think I'm a baby sucking my thumb, I have the right to, to be a baby and suck my thumb. There's nothing wrong with that. 
We all have to make our negotiating way through, through life, but I'll keep my hand in court process if for any reason I had to go or I felt God was calling me saying, this has to be done. Right. It, it is an avenue, but there's, there's uh, and, and I'm not here to, to promote or demote it. I don't see the two paths as mutually exclusive. When you and Alphonse came onto my podcast and, you know, supposedly duped it out, it really wasn't. I saw more, much more in common than I saw opposition. But Alphonse is, you know, he likes, to, he likes to go off. His people uh, know him for that and they put up with that. Some, some of the, characters out there. I love Alphonse too, but that's, you know, that's how he operates. And, and then uh, rallying up and against me, you know, it's oh, a little biting the hand that feeds you too, because, you know, she, this person was using me for my, for my platform so she could get to the, her message to the people that she really wanted to get to. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's just a little bit sad how, how we can't get along, but I felt called to this. I can't argue with that right? I, I make God an authority in my life. I can't turn around and, and say no when I'm called. Well, you can, but uh, yeah, I, I, I get it. I, I, I answered a call and do I want, did I really want to do this? No. Um, I did it because there was, there was a need and I, and I had the training, you know, you know, unbeknownst to me that I was being trained for it. And, and I answered the call. That's it. It's, and I, and I continue to answer that call. Um, and that, you know, without that, you know, really, what are we doing here? And, and from my perspective, you know, the a call from God is the, is the highest thing that you can have, in my opinion, and I'm, I'm answering it with the best of my ability. I'm, you know, and I'm not perfect or anything like that, but, um, and we're seeing results already, you know, only been sending the documents out. We had our first guy step down in Missouri. And Amazing. so there, there it is. It's happening. Uh, and it's going to continue to happen and it will, it will accelerate and it will, it will be, um, it will, it will be self-explanatory. It will, it will speak for itself, you know, eventually. And um, so I'm not worried about it. Yeah, no, that's great. It's really water off the ducks back with you. I'm sure you've been attacked <laughs> and taken down and, you know, people that want to argue with me about these things, uh, you know, uh, uh, and and they, you know, they, I tend to bat, to to not argue, and it's not that I can't, because I, <laughs> I've argued with judges, you know, it's me and the judge, like straight up, and 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 it's been heated sometimes. Yes, like saliva coming out and red face and you know yelling and and that kind of thing. So I've been there and like, so I'm not afraid of, of confrontation in any way. Um, I'm built for that, but I don't, I choose not to in, in a lot of cases because it's pointless. It's pointless. It's a waste of time. I'm the same. I'm a pretty good fighter. I come from a long light of fighters. I got a real good rebel spirit. I could spend all day fighting, but, but I sit and I, and I see like, what could be the purpose for me? What could be the purpose for them? There Am I going a... right when you when you when you resist, then they have something to push against. So you're you're actually giving them energy for the fight. Yeah. There are times to step in, but there are a lot of times to just step back. Yeah. Because and... it's 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 pointless. It's not gonna. It's you're not gonna come to a mutual, um, you know, agreement or a, 
consensus or anything. It's it's just it's just going to be a fight. So there's and and there's not going to be an end to it. So what's the point in starting? It's not there's no point to it. So that's why I just no. In some cases, I just no. I'm not gonna I'm not going to engage, and that's it. That's the end of it. Yeah, yeah. It's really interesting. The law world protect. Uh, attracts a lot of predator spirit. And I actually don't mean that as a, uh, as a negative, because, you know, if you look at two archetypes, masculine, feminine, predator, prey, left brain, right brain, God made those two for a reason. You look in nature, if you remove the predators, then the, the prey become predator on the land. So there's, there's some kind of inherent natural balance there. And I don't want to kill the public system, yeah. but for sure it needs to be um, balanced in, in, in how nature would favor it and allow everything to work together nicely. And I did have a secret agenda. I think it's sort of gone now that in the law world, because of that high predator spirit that I could be of service to help them, excuse my French, handle their shit. Right. But this, this is what I see that it's like the emotions are flying in every direction. And how is that going to go for you? First of all, in court, that's, that's not going to give you credibility if you lose it and oh, you can't no. even think straight right yeah it, you it's you have to maintain your cool in that in that environment and uh and the judges don't and i've had to call a couple of them out you know you know and i and i do it kind of you know sarcastically but you know raising your voice isn't isn't helping me to hear better or it's not getting your point across any further and that just incenses them even more but you know it's it's very adversarial in there at least, you know, the, the levels of court that I was um, engaged at, it was, um, and I've seen it all, like I've seen a, just a myriad of different judges and they're all, they all have their own personality, but I've come up, I've come up against some real Wolverines in there. Like, I mean, nasty people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You have a lot of, they have a lot of energy and uh, then they don't see the purpose of it all necessarily so yeah you can lead the horses to water i'm still here for you if if that might be you if you're listening to this but uh, at the end of the day we just do what we do we do our best and and move forward with what we're being called to one as i mentioned one of the things that really called me about the the nol is the spiritual foundation of it and that's something that court process doesn't really have it's it, it can be can I guess depending on the the person who's who's working with it, it is all in the Bible. There is a Bible in every courtroom, so it's there somewhere in the in the roots. But there's a difference between the letter of the law and the spirit of the law. And when you get just the letter of the law all by itself, it is void of spirit. And this, I can't spend every day of my life on. I'm going to go where there's both. Yeah. Amen. That's, that's, it, it, Yeshua said that said those very words. So, you know, it's, it's not about the letter of the law. Um, it's about the spirit. The law, you know, gives you the, the framework of it, but there, you ha there's no life in it. It, it. There still has to be some breath and some life in it. And um, so it, it has to be a, a, a balance. And that's where the, you know, the best effect is, is when you have that balance, where the where your documentation and your stance is strong it's built on you know strong claims or or strong laws or statutes depending on where you what jurisdiction you're in but then you want to have that spirit in there 
And uh, I'll tell you, that's it opens way more doors, shuts more doors than than you can imagine. So um, they want to keep you in that left brain argumentative thing. Even their wording in court is present your arguments. And yet the Bible says settle with your brother on the way to court. So they're trying to get you out of that that situation where you're trying to settle. They want you to argue, and and arguing um, is against those principles. So you you lose by default. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah. I like the end of that verse too. Settle with your brother on the way to court, or they will smash you there. <laughs> it's like yeah, okay, all right, good, <laughs> good to know. Yeah, and so. And so what are the spiritual roots then of the InPower NOL? How would you describe that? I know you've talked about it before, so I hope you don't mind might be repeating yourself a little bit, but there's a claim that, that's been made uh, both against us. Would you, would you describe, is that accurate? The claim has been made against humanity or is it, is it just that Lucifer's claim that he's God? Well, that, that's the root claim. That's the that's the uh, ultimate claim that needs to be settled. So they're all, everything else is, is a sub of that. Or like a voir dire in court, they would have a, 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 in my case, in one of my cases, they had to have a voir dire, which was a, a trial within a trial to settle something that was trying to be put into the main trial. So it's, it's similar in that way. So the main claim is that Lucifer claims to be God. And, and the claim has to be heard. It has to be adjudicated fairly with, you know, all things considered. Um, the judge is, doesn't cheat and that's can be used against him <laughs> as you can see in the, in the book of Job. So yeah, the, the, the Luciferian claim is the, is the main claim. And then you'll notice that the, um, the, you know, so-called powers that be in the world and those that are influencing things, all seem to be Luciferian or Satanist. And, and this is not a coincidence. It's not a, just a word like a club they're going to. They know this. They know who that being is. And they believe that that being can win. And yes, technically, it, at some level, it's possible because of the justness of the judge, who is God. If you can create the situation where he has to, to rule in the, in the favor because of the information given and or, um, you know, the, the way the case is, 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 is presented, you, you can technically win. It's a, it's a definite possibility. And so that's what this, the NOL and, and everything that, that I'm doing is based upon. Now, it didn't start that way. You know, I'm growing as I go through this as well. And you start to see more and more and more and more is revealed about what's really going on. So um, it's it's an ongoing process. I'm, I don't have all the answers. I've got a bunch of answers and I know that I know them. And then I've got a bunch of opinions and I try and keep, you know, keep those separate. I'll tell people this is my opinion. Or, and sometimes I'll say this is my strong opinion, meaning it's not 100% confirmed, but I'm at, you know, 98%. And, um, and then other opinions are just my opinions. Um, so that's the, that's the crux of it. The, um, the claim, claim is the strongest word in their law, according to Black's Law Dictionary. And this Luciferian claim is the, is the, is the 
um, underlying claim that we all have to if, to deal with if you really want to get to the you know the full picture of what's going on. And then there's all these other claims on top of it, like the Vatican claims to have all this stuff, and people keep reiterating their claims all the time. I you know, what about the Vatican? They say they own everybody. Well, they can say that all they want. Does that make it true? Right. Think. <laughs> it's, they're the ones saying they own everything. Based on what? From whom? How did they get it? Because they said so or they put out a degree? Like, that's a claim. And we can come with a higher claim. And and so the NOL is based on that idea that a lot of what they're doing, they're, they're either having claims or they're putting offers out there, and we're tacitly agreeing to them. And especially with these weapons, it's definitely commercial and it's definitely offers. And um, so we have to deal with them in in that way. And we have to settle with them on the way to court. The court is up there. So we're trying to settle with them and we're going to get them into the, into the massive default. And then they're going to be thrown into jail because they're not settling. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And then what is our role? And I don't know if this is totally a misunderstanding on my part, but I feel like there's, there is some claim, like, are we children of God or not? Well, we I mean, are. I, I, know the, I know the answer to that, but, you know. We, like, we, going back to the, to the original where, they, where, they, where man is being created, um, like if you could just go through the first page, Genesis 1, you'll see that God creates, um, and it's actually a recreation in, in my strong opinion, um, uh, for five days. There's no consultation. Doesn't get any advice from anybody. Says something or makes a sound like a vibration. Everything is a vibration. So it's there's, the sound is made. Something is created in, the, in this matrix. And um, he sees that it's good. On the sixth day, once all the everything, all, the setting is all there, it's all in a balance, there's a discussion. Let us make man in our image and in our likeness, colon, in English, but even in the original thing. Um, so what comes after the colon is describing what was previous. So after the colon is, and give them dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, and every living thing that creeps upon the land. So that's the three jurisdictions. So we're given that authority inside this thing called earth in the way that God has it in, in our likeness. So there's another, but there's another party to this. And that's not said who that party is. And, and if you just look at things and then you look at the next verse after that, that, uh, that proposal was put out there. The next verse um, is prima facie evidence that the proposal was was agreed upon by the other party because God creates man and gives them dominion. Now God creates them in His image only. Now Not there's a power. That's that's right. But then there's this fall idea of the the apple and the, and all that. You know whatever that event was, and um, that's where we took on aspects of both. So now it's a fair, a fair way to adjudicate. This man uh, being doesn't understand who he is, but he's been given full authority and full dominion over this over this thing, 
And then it's who are you going to decide to to follow? Lucifer, God. That's that's the crux of it, like simp simplified. Okay. Now we lost that position, but then uh, Yeshua came and redeemed us back to the to the original. So we're de we're deemed. We were deemed in the first place. Now we're redeemed to have that authority now, and we can exercise it. And that's that's where the NOL starts to come in. And if you understand it at that level, that's when the paperwork starts to knock down walls. There you go. Start, yeah. So that's that's why it works. That's how it works. Right. So I've heard you describe the word sin, and you're not alone, as debt. And it's a financial term. So is redemption, actually, mm -hmm. very much used in that uh, perfection. Also, lot, so many words have landed in, in uh, the commerce world. And so the, let's see, where was it go going with that? The, the debt being something that Yeshua came to settle, right? Yep. Is that, you consider that accurate? So do you want to talk about that debt in the first place, exactly what created that debt? Well, it, it had to do with the, um, there was one rule at the beginning. And that was, you can't eat, you can eat of all the fruit, including the, including the tree of life. So we would have had eternal life. But you can't eat of this one thing, uh, this one fruit, which is the knowledge of good and, and evil. It's not good and evil itself. It's the knowledge of good and evil. And um, that... And the rule was, in that day, you will surely die. So Lucifer, being the uh, the court-type person, like letter law, somebody's got to die here once they ate of the fruit. And then they went through this... Um, once, once Israel was, like, you know, jumping many generations ahead after Abraham... Then they, the, the, the Hebrew people started this, this sacrifice thing because something had to die. That, that was the technical letter of the law. And so they had this, this blood sacrifice ritual thing going on until Yeshua came. And then he was the blood sacrifice death for to settle all of that debt, all of that sin, whatever, however you want to look at it. It doesn't even matter. It's the same thing. And so that was settled. That was paid. Then on top of it, he he rose from the dead. In other words, the symbolism is either dead did not death did not exist, and it was a um, a belief system, or he conquered death. Either way, um, death now doesn't have to um, is now different than how it was prior to that. So he was able to to die and then re and resurrect. So that's the, the symbolism is that we can all do the same thing. So we're not caught in whatever that we were caught in before that time. Now, the, this all happens, but this is like the paperwork thing. You can have the best paperwork in, in the world, but if you don't send it, nothing's going to happen. And if you send it and you don't understand it, little is going to happen. So... Yeshua has created the, the way he's like, I think it says he's the way, the truth and the life. So he's created that path, but we actually have to go down the way. It's not a, you know, oh, it's done magic. You know, 
he's created the, the the way so that we could go. He's the forerunner. We have to follow. We have there's there's action we have to take, but he's made the way for it. So um, that's again that's what we're trying to do at Empower. We're following that um, that path that has been opened up, and there's nothing they can do about it. There you go. And yeah, taking the spirit into action, which is like faith without works is dead or nothing. And um, this, this is something I've thought about a lot. And you've seen me kind of grow up in my in my uh, very new Christian life, if you could call it that. I don't really self-identify as anything, but uh, I love the Bible. I love God. And I'm really getting to know what Jesus is for me. And, and this, this debt to God, you know, that thinking of the God who requires blood sacrifice and who would murder their own son. And, and I did, I did, I'm very curious to hear what you say about that, but I did manage to come to a, a very strong awareness of it. It's this, because like, it's painted, um, you know, Jehovah is painted as, as this psychopath in a way, or it can be easily interpreted in that. And, you know, Gnostics will come along and say, oh, that's actual, that Old Testament God is really the devil. And, you know, it, a lot of that stuff can get believable, but it's such a sideways, creepy thing. I can't even explain it. But but to me, that debt is more about that, that you know, God vibrates pure life, pure energy, no, no resistance of any kind, if you think about it in terms of electricity. And, and, and then man was created in that image. So was vibrating at that frequency, if you could call it, not get too new agey there. Now, the, once the fall was there and they had the knowledge of good and evil, then that diminishes the frequency. So it's not that God's banished, you know, get away from me. I don't like you anymore. It's no, that there was this divide in, in frequency and that it's not that God loves uh, blood and death and sacrifice. It's it's just that this is now. There's still a little bit of a missing link, and maybe you can fill it in for me. That what what was happening there, where they thought killing a pure animal was going to uh, close that debt for them. Like, is is that true in your uh, Jesus? I get, but the animals is maybe a little different. Well, some this it was more of a, a deferral until till Yeshua could come. So. Because there's the accusers up there going, you said on um, right here where some there's gonna be death. <laughs> Where's the death? I need death. <laughs> and see, the, here's the thing: God is just. You gotta understand that how pure He is and how just He is. He would have to go. I see your point. I did say that. I don't like it, but you're you're using my justness against me, and that's what I'm. That's what I was trying to iterate before. Is um, if you understand who God is, you can kind of maneuver to his his traits. So, um, so that's that's how that came about, in my opinion, because all the other uh, nations and and peoples were all doing that kind of thing. So he 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 would have forced his hand. Right. Yeah. So you're seeing that much less of a, again, God's requirement and more of how it just, that claim was getting played out. Yeah. And and you can see it in Job because um, that's the only hint we get of the, of the act of an actual uh, hearing, like, a, a, a you know, an actual, well, there's two hearings. He comes twice. 
and and he uses he accuses God. You've got a hedge around him. Yep, I do. I really like Job. You know, I've, he's blessed. He's the richest man around, and you know everything's going really well for him. So, well, I got to take his stuff away. Okay, I, I I get it. I I see your point. You can take his stuff. You can't touch him. So the order was limited. And then he came back, appealed, appealed the, the order, <clears throat> and wanted a change order. Same thing that happens in 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 the courts here. You gotta let me touch him, touch his body now. Okay, well, you can you can touch his body. And, and God says, You moved me during the second period. Like you moved the court. There was a motion. You you put the motion in and you caused me to do that to my to my son. So this is the same thing with that. Like God doesn't want to do that, but he's moved to do so. And so you'll see that. He says, you, you put a motion and you move me to do that. Okay, you can touch his body, but you can't kill him. And he goes off and does it. So yes. this, is, this is how he plays that whole, I mean, the whole idea of, of claiming to be God in the first place is, is, um, is mind-boggling. But if you understood how intelligent Lucifer is, and he was a pretty high being, like in the in the creation, I would think, like in the order of how things came out, um, he understood that God is is pure, and I can I think I can I think I can manipulate this. And then God taking the big chance on man, you'll see it in, in later on in Genesis, where God re, he he. He repents that he, he. I wish I had not done this. Made man, this is not going well. He took a big, big risk and saying, "I'm going to put a, this being made out of dirt. I'm going to blow, put my breath into him, my whole essence into him. I'm going to give him all my standing, the dominion thing, and then you, you can overcome him because you can't overcome me in my state. That's his argument, and I get it. So okay, I'll, I'll put myself there." big risk right yeah sometimes i wonder did did god regret the free will thing <laughs> right like this because we've made such a mess out of it on the whole yes and no i think <clears throat> i think a lot of it is contained in earth is you know earth is a container it's 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 a it's a realm of some kind it's not what we've been told it is and it doesn't matter whether it's flat or round or triangular like it's kind of doesn't really matter, but it's 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 a contained thing, and the and the ones that revolted were contained here until this thing is settled. And I don't know how long that's been, um, eons probably, because it just it, you know the argument just keeps going back and forth. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, exactly. And so, what can we do to intervene here? Like, uh, first of all, have you ever have you ever felt like Job have being that God would give permission to t uh, for Satan to test you? Because God's not the tester. That's kind of how I understand it, right? I'll tell you, like I did 60 days in jail, which is which is quite a bit. It's not, you know, it's not years or anything, but it's it's longer than a week or two, which is the most that I ever saw anybody really get, you know, in in our circles. And I that wasn't even my sentence. I'm held at gunpoint because I, I refused to come to court. I didn't want like I'm 
I don't want to come. And, and you can't prove that I have to come. Therefore, I'm not coming. And so they held me without bail because they knew I would just not come. I'm not, you know, it's my, I already set my precedent. And I'm, so I'm, I'm not backing down and they're not backing down. Now, like I, I think I said it the other day, at day 45, I don't know that it's going to be 60 days. I could be there for years if this doesn't, if I don't back down and they don't back down. Somebody's got to back down. And so, you know, I'm sitting there, I'm like, you know, when's this, I don't know when this is going to stop. There is no, uh, there is no end in sight. They can't start the trial because they can't get jurisdiction. And, um, and I'm not going to get, uh, grant it to them. To the point where I was getting, you know, I had strep throat in there. I wouldn't go to the infirmary. I wouldn't sign anything. Nothing. Then they put uh, put me in, in harm's way by putting uh, somebody that I would consider, well, I wouldn't even consider. He was a racist. And... Um, and the and the and the guys, he's dangerous. And when they thought I was getting out, they went out after the other black guy that was in there. So there was two of us. They, they moved, like they shuffled shuffled their things around, and and you know things were pretty harmonious in our pod. And then they shuffled it to get it back into a, a disarray. And I know when somebody's a racist, and they profiled us as we went in. Because I, I remembered, I, I, why are you asking these questions about, do you have any trouble with races? And, and they said, well, we, we try and we, we don't want to have, you know, people mixed, you know, from different gangs and from uh, and the people that have problems with race. We don't, we want to keep them separate. I went, oh, okay, that's reasonable. And then I see them put a racist in my went, oh, that's the, you're doing the opposite. You, you profile so you know who to put in. And so, then when I they moved me to to another jail, I was put in um, with um, somebody who never has a roommate. He was a, a very violent man, and um, but we we happened to get along, and um, they weren't expecting that because this guy doesn't doesn't get along with a lot of people, so. They changed his meds to try to make him go off. And he came to me. He says, you know, Cal, I'm, I'm, get, I'm getting snappy at you. And I don't know why. I said, did they change your meds? And he goes, you know, steam coming. Yes, they did. And, and, you know. So this is what I went through um, because I wasn't backing down. And there wasn't no end in sight. So, uh, you know, it was not a pleasant situation. Yeah, I you know I got through it and um, you know God helped and you know I had little 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 helps along the way but yeah it was not a, a pleasant situation I was really shaken in there and um, you know like tested I would say and um, pushed to the limit. Yeah, I'm really sorry you went through that. And how do you see it now? Do you, do you feel like there was something meant to be about it? I'm not, I don't want to put words in your mouth at all, but do you think you needed to go through that to be doing what you're doing right now? Well, had I not gone through that, um, 
I would like <laughs> I saw it all when I was in, in front of Buckingham Palace and and the jail time was a part of it because that's how it, the 300 million came came about. And without that, I wouldn't have you know done what became the notice of liability to try and collect that money. And then that ended up on the Queen's desk. And then I ended up in London and shut down the thing that's in front of Buckingham Palace. All these things were all um, orchestrated, but I didn't see the I didn't see the the scope of it until I was walking away from Buckingham Palace, and I went, "Oh, that's why I came to London because I didn't want to go." And I and I went, I had two speaking engagements, and then and then I realized that's the reason why I had to be in London was to shut that thing down in front of Buckingham Palace, and then I saw what it took all the steps to get that to actually happen. And I, and I went back 15 years and I went, whoa, who did that? Right. Yeah, you can't engineer that on your own. That'd Not even close. The amount of mm -hmm. coincidences that it had to happen, even get, you know, getting me to England is one thing, but getting me into London, because I didn't go to, I didn't land right in London. I, I went, I landed in Gatwick and I was on, I'm not sure where, and, but I was in Brighton on my last day, which is on the coast. And I took the train into London to look for drums because I had become a drum collector because I had lost my drums and the set that I had bought 15 years ago was one of those things. I walked in the store and went, that's my set of drums. And I didn't know anything about them. But they were English drums, which ended up taking me to London. Like, you can't. It's mind-boggling how this happened. And there's so many of those little details um, involved with this thing. And now I'm standing in front of Buckingham Palace, which was not on my bucket list. Like, just wasn't the thing that I wanted to do. But there I was. And so what was that... Um, it, can you want to go into a little bit more detail what you did with the thing in front of Buckingham Palace? Well, I, I, I got off the train. I walked. Um, I, the guy in Brighton told me where all the, the there's some, a lot of famous music stores in, in London, like the old, old ones. And, um, you know, where the Rolling Stones shopped and the Beatles bought their, you know, that, that type of thing. Like these, these are iconic places. And so they're all kind of in one little area there. And he, he told me where it was. So I, I went on my phone and I did the, you know, Google Maps. And it told me how to drive there. And it was all jagged. Uh, London's not on a grid. And, um, but I could see there was a park, a green space on, my, on the maps where I could kind of walk right through. And I thought, well, I'll just do this rather than zigzagging all over the place. And um, ended up walking right by Buckingham Palace. I didn't know. I looked at you know. I looked at this thing and I saw royal this and royal that. I said, "Is this Buckingham Palace? Not that impressive. Can't be. It must be just a mall. It looked like a mall." And then, but I'm on the side. And then when I got around the front, oh, I recognized that the gates and the. And so they were changing the guard. So I walked over to the gates and I filmed it and took a couple, you know, a little video and pictures and watched it for a few minutes. And then, okay, well, the two guys were staring at each other for like five minutes. I don't know what you know what's going on there, but I, okay, I'm done. I want to go look at drums and i walked away directly away from the gates into this green space with a big park sort of on the other side of um like front of 
Buckingham Palace. And there was a big monument. You had to cross a street. It wasn't it was directly in front of the gates, but it's like there's a street and a couple of streets in front, or yeah, one street in front of it. And there's a lot of people, you know, up on it and pictures and all that. So it's some kind of thing, a tourist thing. So I walk by it and I'm like, okay, yeah, nice. Got a lot of gargoyles and angels and all, you know, all kinds of stuff on it. It's, it's, it's quite, um, I took pictures afterwards, but so I'm walking by it and I'm, I'm past it. And I wanted to see who was on the front facing away from Buckingham Palace. That's the front. So I came around the side of it and I, and I look back. And I saw it was Victoria, and I instantly got the nauseous feeling in my stomach, which, uh, like in my solar plexus heart area, and um, that tells me that you know there's something nasty going on. So I instantly, you know, went into prayer mode, like I just like an automatic, and whatever's whatever's around, like no, not happening, like back off. Well, the, then I go into Jedi mode, like. Phew, the it was like a three block radius comes up and i've never experienced anything like that before like what is this and it was all dormant before well, yeah like it was a lot like a like as if there were thousands of them or millions I don't, I don't even know a lot never never uh experienced anything like that before so Thou um, thousands and millions of what entities like yeah like Beans. Demons, I would call them. Oh, demons. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Legion. Yeah. Yeah, it was Legion. Like, it was massive. Like, a lot of it. But they were quiet before. I didn't detect anything until I looked at the statue. And that, that's when I detected it. So mm -hmm. they were very quiet. And um, But as soon as I started, then they instantly were revealed. And so a big battle comes in. I start bringing in the um, the archangels and all that. And you know, as soon as I as soon as I make those orders, they're on like they're on it, and uh, massive battle ensues. Um, this on top of this thing was painted gold, like freshly painted gold, and on the little um, they weren't fleur de lis, but little spikes on top of the Buckingham Palace was also painted in the same gold. And then I saw way in the distance, there was another tower and there was some kind of statue in that and it was painted with that same gold. And so I was led, yeah, go over there. So I'm leaving the battle here. I go over there and it's the parliament buildings by the time I get there. And um, I recognize them. And um, then my, my, my friends um, text me from the United States How's it going? I said, well, I think I, you know, I'm in the seat of evil. That's, that's how it felt. I felt like I, I was in some kind of portal or something. And she goes, okay, I'm going to get Jenny on the, uh, praying. And Jenny could see, she could see what was going on. She goes, the angels there. I said, yeah, I brought them in. I, you know, this is all on text. And um, she says, there's a round thing. You got to go and find it. They, they've been doing nasty things there for thousands of years. And there's some creature guarding it. And so I'm looking for this thing. And I walked back through the park and I saw a pond. No, that's not it. It was circular, but it, nah, it doesn't feel right. So I start walking back towards Buckingham Palace. And then I notice that it was all circular around this monument thing, the streets, the street lights. So I can see it as I'm coming because I can see the street lights and there's it's concentric circles. 
up, going out from this thing. And, the, and there was a moat around this thing, which circular as well. It had no water in there because I was there in, in uh, November. But normally you wouldn't see, uh, I'm, I'm assuming they would have water in it. So I get back and now I'm up on the thing. And um, then looking at, I took pictures of almost every aspect of it. And uh, definitely, you know, now I'm really focusing the prayer. And then once I did my part, the angels were still battling it out. Um, I left. So as I'm walking away, um, I, I, you know, I said to myself, I came to, I, I think I texted Mary even said, um, I came to London to look for drums, but I ended up visiting the queen. You know, I didn't see the queen, but anyway. And so I'm, I'm walking down back down the side and that's when it dawned on me. Well, that's why I came to London because it, even my accepting it, it was really weird for me. Like it, when I said, yes, I'll come, I was like, I don't want to go in my head. Like, I don't want to go. And um, so that's, that's how I knew that's why I came here. That's why it was so weird. And then I, and then I saw, but I wouldn't have come. I wouldn't have been able to do that unless I had written to the queen. And I wouldn't have written to the queen unless I was owed $300 million and, and, you know, defaulted the clerk of the privy council and all that. And I wouldn't have had the $300 million owed to me if I hadn't done 60 days in jail. And uh, like it just went all the way back. Amazing. Yeah. Like it's sort of like a chessboard and uh, you couldn't have thought your way through all of those moves. If you, if you thought about it, you probably wouldn't have played. Not a, not a chance, not even close. Mm -hmm. Like going to, London to, uh, for some monument? No, it's not even on like. But I tell you, the next day I'm flying home and they're searching my plane. And another plane that came out of Heath, Heathrow at the same time as me. So two international flights, they emptied all the baggage off on one carousel. Hundreds, hundreds of bags. Right. Right. Total chaos. What they, were do you... for, they were looking for something or somebody who flew out of London at the same time I did. Okay. Okay. <laughs> there you go. There you go. And have you witnessed this kind of, uh, it sounds like a war, right? Between you, you called in the angels and you've got the legions of demons. It, is that like normal for you? Do you see yeah. that? <laughs> you do see I don't that? go looking for it, but yeah, I, 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 I had been through it. So, if you'd you know, like 10 years ago uh, or 15 years ago, I guess, well, I should go tw say 20 years ago, if, had I come across that, like look back and got that feeling and then saw what, what I, I would have ran. Like I would have li literally, okay, I'm, I would have turned 180 degrees and walked back the way I came. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. I remember having experience like that in a bookstore in, in Las Vegas and um, I walked in and went, whoa, and I walked back out. So that's where I was, and but by the time I got to London, I was um, a lot more skilled and a lot, you know, had no fear whatsoever. This is bigger than I had ever taken on, but it was not out of my, like I had no qualms about it. And were these experiences you had lifelong or was it post all of the trials and tribulations that you went through with court? Uh, I had some experiences prior um, but it really, 
it really came, um, you know, increased. I, got, I had more training. It was like I was being trained for it. You know, when, even even that, I was trained to be able to handle that in London by myself. Um, I had I had help, you know, by text, and they just happened to text me at that time. I didn't text them. Like, yeah. Wow! Wow! Amazing! And were you born in into like reading the Bible and believing in God? No, that no. how did you how did you choose that? We my mom sent us to church when we were like grade one, grade two. We went to a. a just a small church in our neighborhood. And we just called it Sunday school. We just thought it was, you went to Sunday school, you went to school, and then you went to school on Sunday. And I didn't really understand it or anything. My mom didn't go, like she just sent us. And um, like us kids. And um, it was, I was out of high school and I came from where I grew up to Vancouver to go to school at BCIT. And that's where I was first, you know, first time to really go into a church. Other than, you know, when I was six, you know, seven, I'd never really gone to church at all. Maybe, you know, like weddings and stuff like that. But, um, and I got kind of got tricked into that a little bit. You know, it was a Friday night. You want to go to young people's and it sounded like, you know, YMCA to me, like playing volleyball and stuff. I'm like, oh yeah, I'll come. And then I get there and we're in church and I was pretty, mm, yeah, I don't like this. And, um, but something happened there. Um, just the way I saw the, the, these kids, like they were all my, around my age, you know, just college age, you know, like, you know, I was 17 or 18. And, um, but these kids were different and, uh, there, there was something, uh, that I could really sense there was something different, like a real thing, not a, not that they were nerdy or anything like that. It was just like, you know, there's something going on here. And so uh, I was living with my aunt and uncle while I was going to school and they didn't invite me to church. I just got up the next, this was a Friday night. And the next Sunday I, I, I just got up and went with them and they were like, Oh, and so that's, that's how I got exposed. Very nice. I also chose it as a child. My parents had been effectively kicked out of the church because my mom refused to let my dad pay anymore where they're raising young children and needed, she figured we needed the money. And, uh, and then I became an evangelist as a child. I probably a rebellious move because my parents weren't into that at the time. And, uh, and it's so interesting. Like it just is one of those little divine breadcrumbs that uh, I was, I was evangelistic and we used to team up and go on buses and give people tracts and try to save them and scare everybody about hell. It was all about avoiding hell at the time. And I had the exact same tract I was handing out to others as a child on buses dropped at my doorstep a few months ago and I was just wow. I, kept, I know the exact same and it's got the little <laughs> cartoon characters without everyone on fire in hell and we should avoid that the little flip the, uh, the it was flip about that. yeah 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 I remember yeah those. yeah 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 I was like okay I, I don't know what it means and then having come around you know in my own adult and all all by choice right nobody's telling me to do anything lots of my peers popped the same way we weren't telling each other to go and read the bible or that you should this or you should that there was this independent rising in each one of us and it was just between me and god and i couldn't explain i'm still trying to figure it out i i know how i feel 
and uh, finally the Bible is starting to make more sense as I read it. It's, it's, uh, it's pretty fun. And uh, so I, I do love this subject. And then, and then let's look at the, the public and the private. So that is, is both a legal and a spiritual term. Do you agree with that? Or those are, those are legal and spiritual terms. Um, I've never really looked at it as spiritual, but it's definitely a legal um, idea. They have this, and it's, it's a fiction, like it's, it's fictitious. There's no such thing. Um, like a lot of things, there's no such thing as countries and money and all that. So it's just one of these um, constructs where they want to protect the so-called public. This is the, you know, the, the simplest, simplistic way of looking at it. And so in order to protect the public, you, you know, I'll just use a doctor um, as an example. You want to make sure that if there's putting a sign out saying they're, they're a doctor, because anybody could do that. I mean, you can make a sign go, I'm a doctor. Um, they wanted to protect the public from anybody that didn't really understand what they were doing. So that expanded out into all walks of life. Now you have this thing that's a public and you have to get a license and you have to be, um, et cetera, et cetera. And, then, and again, it's just another money grab, another excuse to, to, to um, steal more money. Um, but it's on, on the premise of protecting the so-called public. Right, which you can't even define. Or like when they came along with the term public health, I'm like, please tell me what that means. <laughs> it's literally an empty, empty phrase. It's a construct. It's another one of these constructs. Yeah. It, yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't really exist. There's no, um, it's not concrete. It's, it's, a, it's an idea and we all buy into it. Um, so that said, those that, that understood this, they would create these private societies and say, we're not in the public. And now that's, you know, that idea is spreading, which is, which is a good thing. Um, because you're using the same thing with the NOL, we're using their stuff against them. And that's the best thing you can do to create a default is to use their own words, uh, you know, use your, use their words against them or their systems against them. And so that, uh, I'd like to see that, you know, everybody's starting to do PMAs and all that are talking about it. Again, it's a construct, um, but it's using their construct in a way that where they can't, now they can't say you're in the public because you just said, no, I'm in the private. Oh. <laughs> so sad. Yeah. yeah and when you when you see what what it entails to to be you know to create a, a pma it's it's just a bunch of words on paper it's, it's true paper. right right and it, it's an it's a concept we have not developed so it's uh it it does seem to add up to that it, just to uh defend myself a little bit not that you attack me around the spiritual nature of public and private. I, I think that can be found at the level of archetypes where, where the public represents, say, more of the order or the container, right? That there's, there's so much life and then God created structure for it. You know, rhythms, seasons. Um, I, I talk a lot about the archetypes, how people have certain inclinations you know, indisputable, completely definable, identifiable frames that they express through, not to say the frame itself is alive. In fact, the frame is nothing 
without the life, without coming to give it your, your energy. And they work together as a whole, right? So you, if, you, if you just have life energy, then you've got chaos. It's going, going to go in every direction. And if you just have order with no life, then you've got nothing. So that's anyway, just I wanted to. So how does that, why is one public and the other, like, where's the private, like, what's the difference in the public and the private on the, in the, in that um, scenario? So it's, uh, again, like you, we've got the parallels, the left brain and the right brain. So the left brain is, is uh, logic, reason, ideas, concepts. And then the right brain is going to be creative within that. Music is a good, okay. you know, like say music has time signature. And if the drummer keeps the, the time well, then everybody can be really creative within that. You know, so they work to, yeah. And, but if you get a drummer who can't do that, then you're like, bleh. Yeah, it's like walking uphill with lead boots. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I got it. So the spiritual uh, part is the is the private. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Like, you know, it, everything's fractal everything is, it expresses itself multiple ways so um yeah so you know the whole private idea you know because when we we formed our um our church it's it's a private um organization um we did it like we went through the process but we didn't tell anybody like there's nobody there's nobody that sees what we wrote other than God, you know, like spiritually. So right. um, there's no, we didn't, we didn't inform the public um, other than when we asked for um, an EIN number to, to do banking. And that's just a form. You just got to hit the right box and bang, they send you the EIN number within seconds. And so there it is like, the, the, you know, it, there's confirmation that the, the system allows what we di did, but it didn't, asked to have any proof thereof or anything like that um it's just boom no questions asked yeah there you go yeah yeah, yeah I, I had a short meeting with the bank and said do you would you create an account for an unregistered unincorporated association they said yes no no delay they completely knew about it you know so there's there's no disconnect there at all now yeah. in power at the bottom of your website it says you're a 508c13 if i get if i got that those letters in order is that correct we uh, are not that that's how the irs would de designate us okay yeah so okay. we're actually a church protected by the the um first amendment of the constitution so right it's, it's so it's an how the irs puts it is an automatic exemption like no questions asked can't talk to you can't ask you any questions Here's your IAN number. <laughs> right. Yeah. Look the other so way. they, yeah, they designate that as for their purposes as a 5081 C3. Yeah. So you're okay. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Cause it, do you know Clint Richardson? I just had him on yesterday and, uh, and, and they're actually raging against the 508 C13 thing that uh, this is not truly private. This is an organization compared to an association being different things. So, I was just curious what your take on that was. It the 508 comes from uh, from the codes. That's how they that's how they they describe what has happened. They have to have a description of it because according to the First Amendment, you um, 
Congress can make no law regarding an establishment of a religion. That's no law. Right. So they have to, they have to kind of recognize it in some way. So they're saying automatic exemption. Um, and then under their, under their codes, it's 508. So you don't have to call yourself a 508. That's how they look at you. That's like, a code. Yes. Their code. You, That's you don't right. have to, you don't have to have that in your, in your documentation at all. Yeah. And this is where other organizations are going wrong because they're calling themselves that code, which is a total misnomer for one. And then they're making all kinds of claims based on that and uh, setting themselves up for trouble. Is that on purpose by design? I don't know. Like there's a lot of stuff that goes on that I've seen in, in all kinds of realms where, you know, things happen a certain way to give a certain um, ideas to, to everybody. Um, I've just seen it over and over, especially around the king or the queen. Um, you know, the amount of stories that, that she's not the right queen and they're elaborate stories. Oh, yeah, the reptiles and all <laughs> things make us look like morons, I think. Yeah. But the, but at the bottom, the bottom of all those stories of, you know, that's not the right queen or, you know, the current king is not, he's not, he's not the rightful king. At, at the bottom of all those stories, there's still a king. You're just saying he's not the right one. You don't go that extra step and go, like, there is no king. Like, it's, yeah, no, we need to get the right one into the king thing. No, it's, you're, you they got you in a box and you're spinning on your own uh, axis and you, and you don't see it. Like you're, you're, just, you're still stuck. You got to get out of that. You got to step higher. Look all, you know, from there, you know, the highest vantage point you can look from is where you want to be. And so that you can see more, you'll never get to the vantage point of God, but you want, you don't want to stay stuck in these constructs like public and King. There is no King. I don't see on, I don't see on page one in the in the contract where yeah and God made uh, countries on the ninth day and saw that it was good and then he made money on the tenth day and then he made king kings on the eleventh day. Right, exactly. Oh man, there was a big argument going on today in one of my groups about uh, we need to take down the monarchy and I'm like, first of all, good luck with that and then second <laughs> of all, someone was defending saying, well, actually. It, it was the queen who made an oath. That's part of the, the empower notice of liability that they, she, she was going to defend and uphold the Christian faith. And that works in our favor. That's yes. something in the public that we can fall back on. Do you want to speak about that a little bit? Absolutely. I, and, uh, you know, I, uh, you know, talking about Charles or even his mom, you know, their name is Battenberg. I'm going, uh, I watched his oath on the, on the Saturday that he did. And I was looking for certain things like he would have to say defender of the faith, the faith. And um, and then he would have to, you know, do the oath. And he did. And, and I don't care what his last name is. I don't recognize him as the king. You could call him Crocodile Dundee. I don't like that doesn't matter. What matters is he took the oath on behalf of all the others in that room and others in the world. In order to to have a contract between uh, this realm and God's realm, 
That's all it is. It doesn't matter who it is or what their name is or what, what title you call them. They, 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 they got us duped. We're not thinking straight. And um, so you just look at what happened there. Watch that thing. It's, I don't know, it's about a half, 45 minutes long, maybe. So it's not that long. The woman who's, who's sort of, um, you know, uh, I don't know what, what, her, what her position was, but she was basically the, the, the speaker uh, of what was happening. So like calling all the, the next order of bit. And how she put it was the next order of business. Not the next ritual or the next nicety or the, you know, not, not, none of these nice words. Business. We have business to take care of here. We have a bunch of businessmen in here and we're signing a contract. That contract, if you follow the, you know, the, the breadcrumbs is between God and their ilk who is running the show. He's the representative, and I don't care what his name is. He's flesh and blood. He said it, so I heard it, viva voce. In other words, it went out into the universe. It was a vibration. There was a sound, and then he signed it. And then 178 others signed it as well. Why are they signing it? Because they get the benefit of that contract. Now, he's got to stay squeaky clean and pretend like he's upholding this thing called the Bible. Until somebody puts it in front of him and goes, uh, yeah, right here, this part? Yeah, you're not following it. But what we do is, you're not the right guy. Your name is Battenberg. Okay, call me Battenberg. <laughs> Just don't bring that Bible in here. <laughs> right. That's where they go like this. And nobody does it because nobody wants to read the Bible. They think the Bible is this and that and this controlling thing. And, and yes, it was all those things, but it's still the contract. And unless you bring that contract forward, they are, they, they're, yeah, we're good. God, you, you got to stay back. Exactly. Yeah. So that's how you see, you see the Bible as a contract, right? That I think you're the first person. I believe I came back to the Bible through you really. It was in power. We got involved early on and, and that was what drew me into it, not not the spiritual side of it, but the law side of it. And it, over the course of the long, like, wait a minute, there's something. And even I was completely confused by it until even quite recently. But something made me just keep sticking with it and keep keep learning. And so the Bible being a contract, is 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 there contracts in the private and the public, or is is are con private contracts inherently private domain? Well, you can have a private contract. You, you stipulate inside the contract that it's private and you can have as many parties and, and, and you can have it where parties can't speak about it. it. You just put it right in the contract. So you can you can contract yourself out of statute law. Right. And and, I've, mm -hmm. I've seen it work and um, they can't they can't supersede a contract. Contract makes the law. There's an, even a legal maxim about it. So once you have contracts going on, you rise above the, the court court's just on a, on a on a different contract and they want to contract with with me or you know us and i'm going okay show me who you are first yeah it exactly. looks to me like queen uh, victoria unenacted the bna act you know tell me i'm wrong and and uh, and all the times that i've said it 
And I've said it from the top to the bottom, up to the queen. You know how many people have come back and, and said I'm wrong? Zero. Including there. the queen. Including the queen. There you go. God rest her soul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, loaded. Yeah, sorry, I couldn't resist that. Yeah. And, and so the agreement, for example, with with InPower. So when you become a, a member of InPower, uh, if you go to the website empowermovement.com, and then a, an agreement pops up and must be accepted before you can actually engage in any of the activities. So do you want to talk about the significance of that agreement and, and is it a, a bona fide contract? It's a contract. Yeah. Um, it's, it's simple, but yeah, you have to agree. Um, we, we, there's a membership fee uh, like with any uh, private association, like dues, if you want to, we don't use that word, but um, other private membership things do. Um, and then you have to agree to, you know, just conduct and that's, that's about it. And the conduct isn't um, religious in any way. It's just pretty universal stuff, you know, don't spread fear, play nice, don't call people names, that kind of thing. Don't stir up poo. And, uh, you know, it, it, that, that, that's it. And, um, and you can come in and, and say what it, and do whatever you want. Now, everything's in the private. There's an expectation of privacy at all our meetings. Uh, so people can feel free to talk um, openly about, you know, a, a wide variety of subjects. And, and know that it's not going to be out on, on Facebook or something like that, that it's only members only. And um, so you can talk pretty freely in there and, and ex exchange ideas and methods. And, you know, there's there's a lot of other people, you know, people talking amongst themselves other than than our notice of liability. And we don't shut any of that down. Yeah, you guys want to talk about court or want to talk about whatever? Yeah, fly at it. And um, right. we can't support it. We can't get involved. Um but if you talk amongst yourselves, you're in you're in the private and you can do whatever you want. Nobody's giving legal advice. And nobody's giving medical advice because there's a lot of that going on as well. And um, because it's not in the public. Right. Very good. Yeah. And the relationships to each other are equally as important in that context as it is that they're you know, members of in power, which is really the 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 assembly itself or the association itself is yep. is in power right that's compared to the public where there is some fictitious entity that's considered real with the right paperwork whereas in the private it's considered real based on the people yeah we have paperwork as well but like i said we never informed the public we didn't we had the choice of putting it in the county records and i said well if we have the choice no <laughs> exactly exactly why do you need to go on their radar unnecessarily yeah. i was told exactly. that the history behind that going on the record was uh that they simply didn't have the the means of communication that we have these days and if you had a baby then you would just post it in in a uh, the newsprint the newspaper and then that's a way for the community to understand that you had a baby and to bring food or whatever and uh, but yeah, it's not an obligation. That's that's a, I think a big mistake. I, there's some good fear porn going around in the private now, going against you know the organization that trained them by little bite in the hands that feed also. 
and uh, so they're warning everybody. It's a, it's this huge, like, oh, you're going to be in trouble from, and, and you got to go ask permission and do this and do that. And it's like, mm, you don't actually understand the private then. That's, no. that's not what we're you're doing still, here. You're still thinking that in the, you're still thinking in the box, in the, in the public box to be in the private, you don't ask permission. If you're asking permission, then you're still in. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. We had some people go for their bank accounts and the, and, and, uh, and they came out really clear that the bank needs your directive. If you start asking them, what can I do and what's possible and all this kind of thing, they're going to go, oh, nope, 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 no. But if you come and say, like, here's what I need you to do, and here is your, uh, your instructions for the day, and thank you very much, and, and oh, of course, then, then they'll comply. All they need is your direction to take control of the situation. Yeah, they don't want, they want, they don't want any liability what it comes down to just right. about everything in the public comes down to liability indeed again indeed. that's why the notice of liability works because we're we're using that premise that there's liability that's inherent in just about everything that happens in the public um and we're using that against them but we're calling them out of it as a man or a woman as well and that's and there's nothing they can do about it Right. And that was, yeah. <clears throat> that, sorry, go ahead. If you want to. Yeah. So that's that again, we're just using their system against them and um, using the whole idea of, of agency where all the money and the power and the wealth goes up. Liabilities go kind of go straight up to the top as well. So it's all, we're just flipping the whole thing on its, on itself, making the, basically making that snake eat its own tail. Right. Right, exactly, the Ouroboros. Mm -hmm. And and so the NOL, is this accurate, is in the private side of law compared to the public side of law, which would be court process, right? It's yep. it's, it's private, man-to-man, woman-to-woman, woman-to-man. Contract. Contract, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah it says so right in there. It says a private agreement between uh, this party and that party. If a lawyer butts in, there's a $10, $10 million fee. Um. Like it's mono a mono. We're, mm -hmm. we're all living beings inside this thing called earth. I don't care what shape it is. And you apparently, and that's how we write it, looks like you're causing me and mine harm. Right. They, they, initi mm -hmm. they initiate contact. Exa exactly. So we contact. need to, we need to discuss this and get this straightened out. You got to stop doing that because, uh, or prove that I'm wrong. Like I said, on the whole Canada thing, I've had zero rebuttals. I, well, there, that's not true. There was um, the lady we were talking about earlier um, had, went to a lawyer and the lawyer did a rebuttal. I, I watched it and um, I didn't go on and rebut afterwards. Again, I don't want to, um, if he wants to have a discussion, I will, but um, I could easily rebut that. Right, right. And then did he risk the $10 million jointer fee? This was a this was a, just a lawyer she got to re, to re, um, to um, de debunk my ideas about um, the country Canada. Oh, got it. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. And has a lawyer ever uh, got involved with the NOL process? Tried to jump in there? Mm, oh, uh, uh, lawyers in general? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. We any response we get. Um, Usually the main thing you get is no response. Any responses you get are usually lawyers. 
or a commissioner, uh, like a, a utility commissioner or something like that, but mostly lawyers. And then we've seen lawyers step down too. You know, they'll they'll write, they'll they'll do their big bark thing. You know, I'm a lawyer and have their thing. And most people cower from as soon as they get a letter from a lawyer. Mm-hmm. And we don't. We just no. Mm-hmm. And we've had some big time lawyers with egg on their face in front of their clients. And these are big time clients. Right on. That's great. Yeah, we used your $10 million jointer fee on our own private, or not not to use the word private, but independent. And, uh, and we did not hear anything from anyone. And some people would say, oh, well, that's like a big fat nothing. You did nothing. But in this last year, we did not hear one peep. Manitoba has been so quiet. They might even just be retreating, regrouping, like, how do we do this again? But especially the local guys, they're just like, <laughs> nothing. And, and I'll tell you, since like the, for the few months that we've been putting the documents out in, say, the last uh, month or so, we're having mail issues worldwide. Wow. Mail's lost. What do you mean lost? It's lost. Really? Yeah. So what does that tell you? If our document was, you know, toilet paper, they would just take it and, okay, oh, yeah, in the waste paper basket. No, they're risking a felony charge and manipulating the mail, making it disappear. Exactly, exactly. The same thing happened with the notices that I sent. I went and checked every little number. Has it been delivered? In my first uh, 12 notices, eight out of 12 didn't go. So I get on the phone with Canada Post the next day and I, and I said, I said the words mail fraud in my, in my little conversation. Well, the next day, boom, 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 every single one had been delivered. That's right. Right. And, and the thing about it is in Canada, you know, the, the, in according to the Postal Act, the queen is subject to the Postal Act. And I wrote that when I was writing to a, a fellow in jail, my, my cellmate. And the mail disappeared. It was signed for and then never got to him. So I wrote to the head of the penal thing and said, um, you know, there's a 14-year prison uh, term for anybody that, that tampers with the mails. And the queen is subject to it. So I'm pretty sure all the rest of you are too. Instantly, mail was found. There you go. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's not nothing. It's a, it's a something. Yeah. And personally, I feel it from the inside that's where i'm coming from you know sort of mostly mostly the feminine side mostly the intuition and i'll i i can sense where where is the life force you put two foods in front of me i can tell you which one has more life force just by looking at it smelling at it smelling it for sure eating it and i want to go where the life is because that's what we're here to do to be alive and that is what attracted me to work with with you guys and uh, and getting inside your site with it you know i've just had the thought like i'd like to show people i understand it's private that they of course need to become a member before they would see the inside but you have a very beautiful site it works really well super well organized i right away went and uh you know i've, I've done a lot of your education in the past so i indulged myself in your um your bible teachings they're amazing really really nice just so um I, I use the word edifying a lot now because I know what it means. <laughs> and that's what I find out. That's what I find your your talks to be that they're both, you know, there's the knowledge there. Again, the balance of the masculine feminine, the, the public private, that both elements are there, the, the information, the structure, how how information is is 
delivered and what it's meant to put out, but then also very much the spirit inside of it. So I appreciate that so much. Oh, thanks. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're welcome. And so do you want to tell people how, you know, this, this is a way for us to have a voice, to have what I call a spiritual backbone, so that you don't just sit back when perpetrators run roughshod over your, over your rights, never mind, you know, affecting your health, threatening your health, threatening your children, and, and the deaths, not deaths in this case, but the crimes that are, that are actually unforgivable. And what kind of blood do we have on our hands if we don't do something? Yeah, well, we're tacitly agreeing to it. If you, Once you understand how contracts work, you know, this in law merchant uh, in particular, you're agreeing. Like everything they're doing, they're getting our agreement, these weapons. Um, and so we're, 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 we're agreeing to our own demise and it's not a good situation. We've got to wake up and, and stop and flip the t table back on them where they are the perpetrators because right now they're just offering things and we're taking them. And that's the problem that was, it was clever in there the way they've done this, you know, instead of a world war with um, although they're, you know, look over here, you know, in Eastern Europe there, we got a war brewing here. No, the war is happening all throughout throughout Earth. They're putting up weapons right in our neighborhood. And we just don't see it that way. We're agreeing, oh, I'm going to have faster downloads. And it's not what's happening. And um, you got to really um, wake up. And then you have to get involved. And because of it's commercial in essence, they're weapons, but they're deploying them commercially you can do something about it because it's all contracts and everybody's allowed to contract. So you just flip this contract on them and you'll start to see them run. We've already had one guy already like last week. So, you know, little crack in the dam and then you're going to see more of it. And then it's going it, to, it, it's going to crash under its own weight. There so, you go. Where was that again that someone stepped down? In Missouri. In Missouri. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. That's awesome. And this is across, across the earth. How many countries are you prepared now for? We have documents in nine countries. Mm -hmm. um, we have documents that qu aren't quite ready in, I think, about 17. So, mm -hmm. uh, like, we've had, you know, working documents. But we're kind of going where the, um, where the groups are, are popping up. So we're focusing on those because that, you know, rather than spending a lot of time on something that's just going to sit there, um, so there's a few countries that are really, really uh, catching on. Like there's a fire happening. So we're, we're going with the momentum as if it's, you know, God leading. We're just going to, okay, something's happening there. That's, you know, we're going to try and get as many documents to them like on the three agendas. Very, so, good. Very good. And do you have any way of knowing how many people have already initiated the process? Yep. The NOLs? Yeah. Can, yep. you, can you share that? I don't know it. Um, I could find out. But yeah, we have, we have a way of tracking it all now. We know exactly where everybody is in there. Yeah, it's amazing. It's an amazing thing that we have. Where before, when we had the, we had the documents out for free, we didn't know anything that was going on. Nothing. Right. And it was exactly. a and it was a mistake. Um, we learned that, that that we can't do that. We have to take some responsibility here. So we're not we're not controlling anything, but we are tracking everything. It's not a control thing. It's more we know exactly what's going on. We'll, we know exactly what's going on with your respondents. 
if they try and scrub everything off the internet, we've got it all. Um, so if there is a Nuremberg two, and these people try and try and run, they can't pretend like they didn't know because they got the NOL, and the NOL explains it. So even if you didn't know, you now know because you got the document. So we're giving them an opportunity to come clean, and um, you got to see it that way. It's it's a grace move. It looks like it's aggressive, but it's not. It's more like, you know, you're on the wrong side of this thing. And we see it in, in whether you see it or not. Now you do see it because we just told you. And we and we can prove that we told you because we have witnesses. Watch what goes in the, in the envelope and give them to the post office. We track the mail, all of that stuff. That's why we do all that. It seems like really cumbersome, but it's not. It's... In, in hindsight, people will go, oh, I see why you did that, because now we have proof of the whole thing. Nobody can go, I didn't know, I didn't know. I was just following orders. No, you did know. Here's where you got the mail. Here's where you got the notice to fix it. Here's where you got the default. Exactly. And so how does that shape our role inside that claim with, with Satan? How does that influence that whole dynamic there because it's notice the principle is notice the agent notice the agent is notice the principle and in in ephesians uh six uh we wrestle not with flesh and blood but with uh we wrestle not with flesh and blood with rulers powers and um principalities so that's the same root word so this goes up and puts them on notice as well and so um their whole structure, which is pyramidical with the Lucifer at the top, the eye, that's their agency. It's, their, it's the doctrine of agency. So when we default somebody here, we're defaulting the top one. So we can actually put all this paperwork metaphorically on God's desk and go, look, Lucifer was behind all this. And look how many people did this process and defaulted them. God can look at Lucifer and go, look at this. This is your system. You designed this system. They used it. And now you're the debtor, the sinner, the, you know, on all this. You lose. You're not God. There you go. Boom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. And do you think there's a critical mass number of people that it would take to bring down the whole system? Yep. You know what that number would be? No, nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I have no idea, but I, I do know that, that that's a concept and we will have to hit that that number. So whatever right. it is, when we do that, that'll be it. Right. And, um, you know, that's not revealed to us. We have to, you know, keep going until you get there. Exactly. Exactly. I just wanted to let people know that, uh, you know, we did our own notices. It was incredibly difficult at a lot of levels, like just the document itself, the, the research and the rabbit holes and the you know, hours and hours and hours of time that we put into that. The in-power process is way easier, way easier because you guys did all of that groundwork, not only, but you've got this little Cadillac machine that allows you to just literally fill in blanks with your information. You have to stay on top of your, your respondents, but that's not a big deal. That's just checking on them. Are they still there or did they get replaced? 
And, uh, you know, going through there, I was so happy after <laughs> because, because it was, uh, you know, when I thought of doing it, I'm like, oh, it seems like just, so, just so too much work. But, uh, but yeah, you've made it, you've made it so easy. There's no excuse, you guys. There's no excuse. You know, in, in fact, I see somebody right now that if, if you have any feeling of intimidation, Empower is there for you. They're totally responsive. The people there, they answer your questions in no time. Um, you know, they're all for you. If anything were to happen, which it really, like you said, the, the biggest response is no response or some dumb lawyer will come in and say no force and effect or something like that. They're there for you to support you through that. And that's not something that really exists out there in anything else that I know. So the level of responsibility and uh, not, not to say you're assuming responsibility for people, because this is the thing you have to do it yourself. Yes. Right. But we will, we will help, you know, if you get a letter that's out of the ordinary, we'll, you know, we'll deal with it. It, it. Because what we're doing is lawful and it's provable. So, you know, like I said, some big time lawyers, you know, was one in Washington. He was, you know, the lawyer speaking for the, I think for the mayor, the governor, and, you know, like this is a, this is a big time dude. And he goes, you know, we have, we have all this case law. You have to have a meeting of the minds in the, you know, in Washington law, and you can't have this tacit agreement uh, um, uh, contract. And I wrote back to him and I said, no, it's you guys that are doing the tacit agreement contract on the smart meters. And this NOL is the meeting of the minds. Total egg on his face. He wrote back. He goes, um, we're not going to change our stance, but can we have a meeting? And I said, since you wrote in the same letter where you asked for a meeting that you're not going to change your stance, I see no point in um, in having this meeting. And so we respectfully decline. More egg on his face. There you go. Yeah, beautiful. That's amazing. Yeah, so don't be, be intimidated. What, what would you say to somebody who's brand new to Empower, maybe the, meeting you for the first time right now? And what would it, how long would it take them to really get up to speed to be able to like what you would consider to be they're in a good position to send that in a well. Well, you can send it uh, without knowing anything. We don't recommend that. But, you know, there, if you go through some of the videos on our site, uh, this is what most people have done. Um, and then you come to the, the um, Friday night Q&As and just ask questions or just a lot of people just come and sit and listen. And the, you can learn by just by listening to other people's questions and the answers. And, and, and then there's a lot of discussion in the chat, which I don't see, but I know there's a lot. And um, there's so people talking back and forth in the chat as well uh, on various issues. And um, so there's a, there's a lot you can gain by just hanging around and, and, you know, and going through some of the videos and um, you'll get up to speed pretty quick. And, and some people have said, you know, they didn't think they were far uh, a lot. Somebody wrote to me the other day and goes, you know, I, I, something happened in her life and she did something. And she goes, I can't believe how much I know now. And, and I didn't realize. I said, yeah, that's, it kind of creeps up on you. And she felt like really sort of liberated. And like, I had this, you know, wow, I, I'm, I'm getting this. <laughs> and um, it, so it, it's kind of cool. Like we had, uh, there was a lady on Friday night. She, uh, she's in, um, in um, Halifax. And she said, you know, I just took some of the principles, 
bills of exchange act stuff that you were showing and i wrote a letter and a debt got canceled there you go just independently not part of empower obviously yeah yeah just using and, and nothing that we gave her i didn't give her any paperwork she didn't ask it you know she just well, I, I just went here's what it's you know here's what i learned on uh, at empower and wrote a letter that got canceled there you go and she's yeah. ex just ecstatic no doubt yeah <laughs> awesome very good very good yeah it was a real growing up process and i'm not saying i'm done or anything but definitely and, it, you know, if just for the fear of it, because there was just so many people, we had 30 people that were going to participate. By the time we go through the door, there was five of us or four, even four of us. And it was all this fear, like, what are they going to do to us and everything like that. And this I don't have anymore. This, so I feel very clear. There's, there's, not, there's nothing to fear. You're not, like you said, it sounds aggressive, but it's not. It's, it's taking their aggression and, and, and putting a mirror back. Like, here, look. Look in this mirror. How do you like it now? Exactly. That's all it is. Yeah, there's apprehension and, um, and you know, inertia. But, you know, again, coming to the meetings and hearing other people go through it and asking questions and, you know, trouble with the males or trouble with this. And um, you, you start to feel, oh, yeah, I, can, I, I think I can do this. And um, so more people are going to do it. And as, uh, 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 you know, once that phenomena of somebody stepping down starts to become really commonplace. A lot of people are going to do it. It's You're going to see that, you know, cause I say they are more afraid of you than, than you are of them when you, when you do this. And even though you're not hearing from them, um, you know, there's phone calls and they're there. It's um, yeah, they get concerned. It, you got to really understand when they're blocking the mails and this is, this is happening everywhere. Uh, Denmark, Belgium, um, Canada, U S um, where the mail's not getting through, not all of it. Like most of it's going through, but some of it's not on particular people. That's a, you know, here in Canada, that's a 14 year prison term. Right. Somebody's risking that to avoid this piece of paper. Right, right. And have you ever taken anyone to task on that 14 year sentence? No, because the mail instantly <laughs> appears right. as, soon as, you, as soon as you put it in front of them. Uh, oh, okay, yeah, it was here the whole time. Mm -hmm. There you go. Yeah, there you go. And so are you guys down to three causes now? Because there was the fourth geoengineering or we're still working on we're gathering a lot of information on that one but we're still trying to get all the the three causes up for you know 19 countries um or maybe 16 to 17 um in reality um so it's a lot of documents mm -hmm. and um and everyone's slightly different so it's you know it's meticulous work to make sure that you know nothing gets missed and there's not mistakes and so yeah, we're, we're we're trudging through it, but the um, there is one lady who's gathering all that information for the um, geoengineering one, so that'll we'll pop that one out soon. And how do you name those respondents, right? That you see the planes go over, and you don't know where the planes came from, right? Are are they local? Are they? There's no way to identify them that I know of, anyway. Yeah, there's a few people that are doing, uh, figuring out how to, how to get respondents. And there was one um, in particular in the States 
who um, like a, kind of a whistleblower who found where the money was going. And so then you can follow the money. That's who's probably behind it. Well, that's good. I Yeah, because we actually went for, I swear it was three weeks without a single chemtrail here. It was amazing. After three years of being constantly bombarded more than I could have even imagined, you just look up and, oh, another X over my head. And for some reason, what, did they run out of money for three weeks or they had an argument or the chemicals were on order, back order, like everything else is these days or what, you know, hard Who to knows? say. Yeah, yeah, they're back. They're back. But uh, it was just, yeah, I thought, okay, we won. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't trust them. No. Uh, if they go quiet, I'm like, okay, what are they doing? You know? Yeah. Yeah. They're regrouping or that kind of thing. So yeah, that's why we can't just enjoy our so-called freedom at the moment that we don't have any restrictions leveled at us, but they're coming at us with the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. They're, they're just spaghetti slingers. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I, I agree. Uh, you know, to me, they're like a chicken with their head cut off and they're just kind of running around throwing blood everywhere. But, um, you know, they're in their death throes. But they're, they're trying to hang on and, you know, they have nothing else. They don't have a good plan B. So plan A didn't quite get off. Didn't quite. I mean, they, they you know, they got a lot of people jabbed, but not the numbers they needed. Yeah, when the Canadian government has a billion dollars worth of jabs expired, right? And I heard that the, I think it was, it was the Senate was demanding to see the deal. And then if it's correct, Trudeau was swearing them to secrecy that they would have to sign that they won't be able to report on anything that they see. This is like, obviously something's not right there. And, and not nearly enough people. They planned for way more men, people to buy in that did not. That's right. And so yeah. that that has the potential to backfire on you. And it's backfiring. You know, we came out just at that time, you know, and I imagine there's other things going on in the world at the same time. So, um, you know, we're, we're going to cause a big dent. There's no doubt about it. I saw it in my own life. And I, I'm start, uh, you know, as of last week, saw the first one, first blink. There you go. Yeah, and believe me, there's other other people who have one foot out the door. They just, you know, yeah, you just don't you don't see them. But the ones that step down, you, the, um, it's generally because of that. It's not coincidental. Yeah. 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 Someone was using the metaphor that, uh, you know, oh, good. You, you took your, your foot, your knee off my neck and let, we'll just call it a day. Bye. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh. like, not like that. No. And, and it's not even, it's not that it's, we're vindictive or anything like that. This, this is a, there's a higher thing going on. We have to deal with that. You know, in my strong opinion, we have to deal with that Luciferian claim in order for the work, for the creation to go on as it was designed. It's, it's been in this holding pattern till that's settled. And there's this, you know, glitch. And once that's settled, then things will move the way they were intended from the very, very, you know, ancient beginning. Beautiful. Right now, yeah, right now we have to deal with this ongoing court case. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. And if I reframe it again in my predator prey, it's like when you get really out, out of balance and you've got the predators they go on feeding frenzy, say, you know, a, a, a pack of wolves 
will go, or even one wolf will go and kill every single sheep. Doesn't eat all the sheep, takes a bite enough to kill everybody and is in literally blinded with the bloodlust of that. And that's what we're dealing with right now. So, you know, if we don't step up and do something which can be done and which you've made it easy for people, God bless you. And then, others, not, it's not just me. For I, sure. You got a huge team behind you. Exactly. Yeah. You're just willing to be the face of it and, and hold it all together. If you didn't hold it all together, then they wouldn't be doing what they're doing either. So back yeah. to God bless you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, this has been a fantastic conversation. Thank you, Cal, for, for, uh, I did not expect the fallout that it was going to have. I, I was just like innocently like a bunny speaking of prey following my heart and uh, doing what God tells me to do. And then like, boom, get hit with a few boards in the head and might be a few more after this, but uh, I don't care. Yeah. It's worth it. I, I got hit one of the, by one of those boards to like going and getting a lawyer, you know, we're, we're supposedly against that whole system. And then they got a lawyer to make a video debunking what I had to say. And he didn't do a, do a very good job. You know, yeah. So, yeah, and I just let it go. There you go. And if it doesn't kill you, it makes you stronger. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't didn't make me strong. Well, maybe it did, but you know, I, I, I see no point. And unless the guy really wants to uh, you know have engage in it, but yeah, it was it was pretty flawed logic and all kinds of things. So either he's not a good lawyer or he's he knows what I'm saying is true and he's just not telling the truth yeah hard to say with those snakes you never really do know yeah, yeah very good well this has been fantastic thanks to everybody who's been in the chat i'm probably going to put your comments up to uh um roll out with and is there anything else you'd like to share with people definitely uh it's you can go to empowermovement.com. You do need to become a member in order to get access to all the education <clears throat> and the NOL creator, which is literally took me 15 minutes to create my document. It took us a couple of hours in, in really good company to uh, put it all together with a notary that we're good friends with by now. <laughs> Actually, she loves us, kisses us and stuff now. And uh, yeah, it's very, it's very satisfying. I, I enjoy yeah. being part of it. I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it too. I enjoyed the builder. And, uh, you know, printing the paper off and it was all, you know, organized and like, wow, this is, this is, this is pretty good. You know, I didn't build it. So like, I'm not tooting my own horn here. There's, you know, some brilliant people behind this and it's pretty amazing. We, we you know, we found a few uh, glitches and stuff as people are going through it. We did testing, but, you know, you can only find as many, but, you know, we're working through those as they come up and eventually we'll hit the end of it. And, uh, but it, all in all, you know, it's really a smooth thing and you can't really go too wrong. Like I need to, it, I, it has to be really intuitive for me. I'm not techie. So, you know, it, it kind of leads you and you can't really, can't go too wrong. And that's so why I, I like that. And that's, um, uh, so it was very satisfying for me as well. Um, I don't like using something that's new. I get, you know, I kind of. I wouldn't say anxious, but you know, it's just not, it's not in my, in my comfort zone. And, um, but this was, yeah, it was really nice. Mm -hmm. I the agree. Document, yeah. The documents look nice and yeah. they're Yeah. Cadillac. 
that's it. Okay. <laughs> having that. Very good. All right. Well, thank you so much for making the time tonight and uh, yeah. keep it posted and happy to get the word out when people start to step down. As you said, someone in Missouri already there. Yep. So yeah. So we're going to keep a list of everything. Everybody that steps down now that we can track that kind of thing and um, it'll start to grow. Fantastic. All right, everyone, I think we'll sign off for the evening. Thank you for coming, everyone in the chat. It's a, a pleasure. Had a great turnout on Rockfin as well, which was really nice. Thanks for the tip to uh, Ravi, who sent that my way. <clears throat> and I think the next interview I've got scheduled is uh, Shade Stone. He's talking about Revelations. And maybe you've run into Revelation, the book of Revelation, that uh, maybe you've run into this where he's reading it like, like it's history and it's done all the timestamps in revelation that uh, I never looked at it that way. It's I've always been told, been taught and told that it was prophecy. It's about some future thing, but the way he's reading it shows as far as I can see that not really necessarily to be the case. Doesn't mean that history doesn't repeat and that we couldn't be looking at some future thing, but uh, that's been actually really comforting because as long as we see this hell and damnation and the destruction of the earth that is actually not the earth. It's, it's, it is, it's referring to a region, not the whole world. So it's hard to interpret some of those words. Then um, I feel way better <laughs> with that, that perspective. Yeah. I think some of it, uh, we definitely uh, is, is historical. I think, I think we've been lied to about um, where we are in that, in that whole revelation timeline um, with purpose. I think we're in that, area i think we're in the uh, range where the thousand years has happened and um this is my opinion again sure um and that when satan is loosed again for for a short time i think we're at we're at that point and uh, after that that is the default of defaults that's when this case is closed and i think we're headed for that there you go yeah and i think you know that what we're doing at empower is is at least a part of that uh creating that default of defaults because when you use the system when the person you're, you're accusing say lucifer when you use their system against them their own words against them it, you it's hard for them to appeal out of it uh because it's their own stuff so um yeah there's no chance of appeal there you I, go yeah <laughs> Okay, fantastic. Thank you so much once again. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your night, Cal. And right. uh, we'll see everybody on the other side in, in Empower. All right, thanks. Okay, you're welcome. Bye for now. Bye.